a servant. History. Be without fear in the face of your enemies. History. Speak the truth. History makers. Safeguard the helpless. That is your own. You can do it. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm your host, Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Shadow Foreign Affairs Minister Kevin Rudd. I caught up with Kevin recently at a Scripps Union fundraising dinner. It's good to be with you. Now tell us, why are you here at the uh, Scripps Union chaplaincy dinner here tonight? What do you think about chaplaincy? Well, chaplaincies, in my own experience, just do a fantastic job. Uh, It doesn't matter what school I talk to. It doesn't matter what group of kids I talk to. They always have rave reviews about the work of their chaplain. So having watched this evolved over 10 or 15 years now, since I had a little bit to do with um, the program entering Queensland's government schools uh, back in the days of the Goss government, um, it's been good to see the progress and it's great to be here to support their major national fundraiser. Mm. And have you uh, grown up in Brisbane? I'm a Sunshine Coast kid, so uh, I grew up um, in Yamundi, um, up uh, just uh, in the Noosa hinterland, and I went to primary school there, and I went to high school in Nambour. Then I came to the Big Smoke and rode the Escalators in Brisbane. <laughs> and tell us about your faith journey. Were you brought up in a Christian home when you were young, or was it a university thing? How did you uh, come to your faith? My mother was a very strong, uh, practising Catholic, and uh, she instilled in me a deep sense of the importance of faith. However, as an adult, um, decisions uh, for me uh, weren't taken until much, much later, until I was uh, on the road to university. Um, But um, since then, since I was about 18, I've been uh, active in whatever local church I found myself in, either in Australia or around the world, um, in China where I've worked uh, in the foreign service or wherever. And how important is church life to you and your family? I think, um, for me, it's an important um, grounding. That is, uh, if you're in politics like I am or John Anderson or others, it's very easy to get completely caught up uh, in the detail of what you're doing. Um, And when it comes to politics, to be caught up in some of the um, uh, uglier parts of life. So the value of church for me, and this is purely a personal observation, is to be grounded on a regular basis on a very simple question of what's important and what's not, what's transient, what's eternal, what's meaningful and what in fact is of no meaning at all. And tell us about uh, your prayer life. Is that something that's important to you? It is, and I'm very thankful. I've met people here tonight who say that they pray for me on a regular basis. And let me tell you, if you're in politics, you need it. But for me personally, I have a... um, small book of um, uh, daily devotion. Some of your listeners may use the same one, written by Oswald Chambers, uh, My Utmost for His Highest, which uh, I've been working through for some time. Uh, He was actually uh, chaplain to the Australian Imperial Forces based in Egypt prior to being dispatched to uh, Gallipoli. So I work out of that, and um, there's the uh, scriptural readings upon which, which each day's devotions are based. And I try very, very hard to um, reflect on that before I get stuck into the day's radio and causing grief for the government. (laughs) There's a new uh, Christian website set up called whosejesus.com. And what would you say if someone asked you, who's Jesus? Well, you see, by instinct and training, I'm an historian. And so um, 
when I look at the historical Jesus through the contemporaneous accounts of the gospel writers um, and the reflections of his earliest disciples in the Acts, and I look at the reflections of Paul, um, though himself not a disciple, uh, the picture you see is of a person of of all-consuming, self-giving, and love. And in an age where there's not a lot of love shown to people and where folk often are judgmental of one another, to have about you a belief in a real historical person whose claim also was to be the Son of God, that this person unequivocally and without reservation extends love to you, however miserable you may think you are. Uh, that, I think, is my answer to your question as to who is Jesus. Now, the divorce rate in Australia and around the world is creeping higher and higher. Uh, what would be your advice to someone who may be struggling in their marriage and you know, needs some advice? What, what would be your heartfelt response to that? I think you're right. This is a great, um, great challenge in Australian society. And those of us who are active in community life, as all of us in politics are, are constantly running into kids who are coping with the challenge of that. I think if that's the crossroads you're facing in your own life, the beginning of wisdom is to look at the person next to you and the person next to you who you think has a perfect marriage usually doesn't have one. Then understand that you're not alone. And then understand that the person next to you who's still married after 10, 20, 30, 40 years has also sought help. And the place to go to help, I think, is um, have confidence in your your local pastor, your local priest, your local minister, um, as someone who is not going to ram something down your throat, but bring you back to, I think, to the first principles, which is, I suppose, the ultimate Christian teaching, which is, it's not about me. And if you, if your answer to that is, but he, she irritates the hell out of me, well, point taken, but it's not about me. And uh, as I said before, uh, when I manage to every week or two remember that principle, I should remember it every day, but I don't, uh, I'm much the better person for it. So there might be some people listening at the moment that are thinking, Kevin Rudd's obviously got a strong faith in God. How do I find that in my life? What would, you, what would your advice be to someone that might be searching for God? You know, sometimes I think we overly complicate these things. Um, if you uh, We're standing in a very big convention centre hall this evening, and I'm sure it would not hold all the books of theology that have been written since about AD 33. Um, but I think the precepts are pretty simple, which is um, look at the philosophy of a guy called Immanuel Kant, who when asked the great question about his belief uh, in the existence of God, answered this way, uh, the starry skies above and the moral law within. Then when you add to that the historical record of um, Jesus of Nazareth and um, the contemporaneous accounts of uh, his life, and then I think the pretty simple precepts which follow from that, which is human beings are at their most fulfilled when they are living their lives for others and not living their lives for themselves. And I find in politics, um, whenever I am vaguely close to that precept, 
things go okay. And when I find myself wandering from that essential truth, they're usually not going okay. I've seen you on Sunrise with Joe Hockey, and uh, there was a, a segment about parenting, about how you guys are good fathers to your children. Uh, I think fatherhood is something that uh, isn't very strong in our country as well. A lot of men don't spend enough time with their children. How important is that to you, and what advice would you have to men uh, on how they should be fathering their children? I don't set myself up as a good father. Um, that's something for my children to answer in 20 years' time when they reflect on whether I have, been, have or haven't been that way. But I think for me the lesson is probably twofold. The first principle is time. And it's the small gestures, often not the big ones, that count. And I'm not trying to sound grand about this, but let me just give you an example. Yesterday was my youngest son's last school fate at his primary school. He wants me desperately to come. Previous evening I'm in China. It's an overnight flight to get back, to be there in time, to be with him for his fate. My sense is it's things like that which may count for an hour or two that mean most uh, in a young person's life. Uh, as someone who lost their own father when I was 11 years old, um, who died in, a, in an accident, uh, and therefore didn't really know my father, to be quite honest. What I remember most positively as I reflect on his life were those small amounts of time he spent with me as a child. He was a farmer. Take me down the creek, teach me how to boil a billy, teach me how to ride a horse, uh, teach me to do those sort of things. Uh, very little things, which in the scale of everything he was doing and trying to run a property of several hundred animals probably was a very small part of his time, but the sense that he cared enough about me to spend that time. The other principle is um, unqualified, undiluted love. No ifs, no buts, no maybes. Love first, judgment and correction, seventh and eighth. That's very good. Now, I know one of the greatest fears that uh, has gripped the world recently is terrorism and there's a lot of people that you know that's uh, poisoned their life they're just fearful about terrorism what would be your advice and how do you cope um, with the fear of terrorism in Australia here? Well remember far be it from me as someone in politics to start talking about what the scriptures say but remember it's written there somewhere that God did not give to us a spirit of fear but of love power and a sound mind and I think uh, that's very important, which is uh, you can have legitimate concern about what's going on in the world, but I think the right response to that is to put it all into context uh, and to not to have our lives extinguished uh, under a blanket of fear, uh, but to actually um, still walk with confidence. And more broadly, uh, beyond the personal and onto the social and the international and the work that I spend most of my life doing, it's understanding that terrorism is there and needs to be confronted with hard-edged policing, intelligence and security work. But terrorists also recruit out of underlying social and economic conditions of poverty and injustice around the world as well. And part of the reason I'm in politics is because I take that side of the Christian message pretty seriously. Not as seriously as I should, but I take it seriously. It's why Tim Costello is um, in charge of World Vision. He could be off making a mozza doing something else. But getting that right and understanding that we have a mission when it comes to social justice in the world and understanding that we, our brother is the person at present living in grave discomfort in Darfur um, is part and parcel of responding to the conditions which make it possible for terrorists to recruit. Now, is there a favourite 
passage of scripture or something that has been on your heart lately that you'd like to share with the listeners, just uh, to wrap it up? My mother died at the end of last year, um, and uh, she and I were very close. As I said before, my um, father died when I was 11. And as you can see, I'm a little bit older than 11. So my mum was very important to me. Her favourite scripture uh, was very simply, uh, I am the vine, you are the branches. And I think um, that stays with me as well. That's also what we had uh, inscribed on her, um, on her headstone. And I think if you think of that as I am the vine, you are the branches, it works at multiple levels. It's when you um, are running out of um, energy, enthusiasm, ability to do anything in life, or in politics in my case, to recognise uh, that you are a branch and that um, our creator is the, uh, uh, is the vine. But beyond that in our family life, I think also is reflected on this with the role of my own parents that we're also the vine to the branches who become our children and and the quality of life we provide them um, causes them to become in part the people who they will be for the generation which replaces us. Kevin Rudd, thank you very much for joining us on History Makers. God bless you. Thanks for your time. It's good to be with you. And by the way, I ain't made no history. Um, and um, so let's, let's keep all this in a bit of modest context. Thanks very much, Kevin, for joining us. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just go to historymakersradio.com. History Makers. I'm gonna be-